this business is still a people business. You've got to get in front of people. Opportunities will kind of come to you as long as you stay in front of them. Build your database. Build a group of people that you can continue to stay in touch with. Welcome to the CPI Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Real estate coach, trainer, and business owner James Hotelling have been passionate about finding ways to help real estate sales professionals succeed. James will share some simple approach to building a profitable real estate practice. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Today, I'm going to be joined with Mr. James Hotelling. You got it. Hotelling. (laughs) Hotelling. That is the coolest name, man. How are you doing today, James? I'm excellent, thanks. I'm glad to be here, Dan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, you're welcome. So what I know about you, James, and we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so we just met like, I don't know, 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do know that you've been uh, coaching in real estate. I know you coached for Mike Ferry for about four years. I know I that you've been coaching since 1997. And in your first year as a real estate agent a few years ago, you sold 45 homes, 45 families that you helped. I did. And you did so in an area that um, that you didn't know a lot of people. You recently moved into that area. Is that, is that all correct? That is all correct. Yeah, it was quite a quite an exciting story, I have to say. Very fun times. But they're all okay. fun times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks again for joining me. So really what my intention today is to learn a little bit about you, about your journey. How many people have you coached, would you estimate at this point in your career? Oh, gosh. A one-on-one, I would say 1,000, 1,200 maybe. You got a one-on-one relationship with 1,000, 1,200 people, yeah. something like that. And I'm assuming you've learned a lot from that. I've learned a ton. I tell my clients all the time, I learn a lot more from just being engaged with them on a daily and a weekly basis than you can ever read or experience on your own. Yeah. It's, it's always a learning experience, that's for sure. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, let's just jump into the conversation if we could. So let's just jump into it. If you were a, I guess, uh, let's start with a new agent and then I'm going to ask about a new, like a seasoned agent with moderate mm-hmm. success and then maybe a top rainmaker. Okay. If you were a new agent today, mm-hmm. what's the one thing that you would do in your career so that you believe that everything else would be either easier or unnecessary? What would you start with? Um, I think about that a lot, believe it or not. I do. I think quite honestly, I would start with just door knocking and getting out and talking to 30, 40, 50 people a day. I mean, it's so important to not disregard the numbers game. You know what I mean? Like even in a day of technology and all the things that we have available to us, this business is still a people business. You've got to get in front of people. You got to find out who wants to, you know, buy a property, sell a property. And I always loved door knocking. I thought it was just a great way to get in front of people and use your communication skills. So that's, I am sure if I started that, that's what I would do. So give me an example of how you would approach that. So I'm at home yep. eating my Cheerios, kicking back <laughs> on my couch. You're knocking on my door. You're coming yep. up. What are you saying to me? Yep. Well, if you're an expired, obviously there's a whole script for that. If you're just yep. 
you know, Joe Schmo on a street where I'm looking to find some business, I'm just going to say, hey, you know, my name is James. I'm with Expose Realty. And look, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm not here to try to convert you. I really just wanted to stop by and let you know we have buyers that are interested in purchasing a house. Um, I was just curious. Do you happen to know anybody at all right now that's talking about selling maybe in the near future? And yeah. you're going to say whatever you say. And then I'm going to say, hey, great. I just appreciate you taking a second. Hey, before I let you go, what about you guys? You know, do you, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any plans? Have you considered doing anything yourself in the near future? And depending on where the conversation goes, I might try to add you into my people farm. Just say, hey, do you, do you happen to have anybody that actually stops by like this and keeps you up to date on the market or kind of lets you know what's going on? And if they say yes, I'm going to say great. You know, have a great day. Goodbye. And if they say no, I'll say, well, look, I'd love to be a resource for you. You know, I've got a lot of people that ask me to keep in touch with them, let them know what's going on. Is that something you'd be open to? Awesome. Thanks, James. So, yeah. so that's what I hear you for a newer agent. Strategy one is just belly to belly. Go out and, you, and uh, speak with, with as many people as possible. Is that right? That, yeah. And build your database. Build a group of people that you can continue to stay in touch with and okay. drip information on and brand yourself. You know, And then those business opportunities will kind of come to you as long as you stay in front of them. And again, that's just one approach. Obviously, there's things like expireds and for sale by owners and all of that stuff as well, but it is still about identifying the people that need your help. You know, you're there for a reason. You're there to help people. So you got to go find out who needs your help. Okay. So what if I'm a, you know, I have a moderate amount of experience. I'm selling 10, 12, 14 homes a year. Yep. And, you know, I'm working on my own. What would be relevant to me if that was me in that case? Um, well, at that point, you do have a few people that you can tap into, right? So you want to make the most of those relationships. So now you can do things like, Take somebody to lunch every month. You can get face-to-face -face with them that way and just say, hey, what can I do to bring value to your life? Do you know of anybody that's looking to buy or sell? So really the message kind of stays the same. It's just the group of people that you might do that with is going to change a little bit as you develop your business. At that level, 12, 15 deals a year, you don't really need an assistant. You don't necessarily need to leverage yet. So I think it's still just focusing on the success you had and leveraging that. The other thing that's interesting, I tell agents that are maybe in that range, let's say 15 deals a year. And in this business, we're always hearing about people who are selling 100 deals a year, 100 houses, right? And so for the person that's doing 15 deals, they tend to not want to talk about that. You know what I mean? They tend to say that as if they're ashamed that they only did 15 deals. And I, hmm. I'll say to them, well, let me ask you a question. How many homes does the average agent sell in your market? And if, if your market is like most markets, they're probably selling four or five houses a year, right? Yeah. So the good news is you're already outselling the average agent three to one. So why, yep. don't you, why don't you own that and talk about that and market that? You know, when you put out a marketing piece on yourself, just say, hey, look, the average agent will sell X number of homes. And because of what I do, I'm able to help three times the number of families to buy or sell property. I'd love the chance to add you to that group. So it's like you talk about what you do have to offer. You know, you got to sell what you have. Yeah, love it. So you mentioned leverage. So you say 15 homes. We're not ready to leverage yet. How many homes do you think that we would be before we're ready to make that first hire? And who would that first hire be? Yeah. Well, if you're very heavily invested on the listing side, right? If most of your business comes from listings, you can probably get up to, I'd say at least 30, 35 deals a year yeah. um, on your own without really having to leverage too much. If you, if you get your systems down and you, you know what you're doing, but if you're maybe 50-50 listings and buyers, now you're starting to take up a lot more time, putting a bunch of buyer sales together. So you might need to, need to get that first part-time person a little sooner. But okay. here's the thing. If your goal is to become a stronger listing agent, you got two things that will tend to get in the way. Too many buyers and too much paperwork, right? Okay. So you got to decide, do you want to get that showing assistant, that buyer's agent to take some of those things off your plate first? 
or do you want to get the help on the administrative side, right? And you kind of got front end, back end. You got the marketing on the front end and all the stuff you do to promote your listings. Then you got the TC work on the back end. So I guess, you know, what I usually tell my clients is get some part-time admin help at first. Just get some of that paperwork off your plate. You can still work some of the buyers, but you know, there's so much necessary evil in this business, so to speak, that, hey, if you can leverage that five, 10, 15 hours a week to start with, it's, it just means that's that many more hours. You can be in front of people. Sure. Yeah. What about a rainmaker? What about somebody who's doing, say, you know, 48 units plus? Yeah. What type of advice would you give that individual? Well, now there you're at a point where you definitely need probably front and back end. You know, you need someone helping you with the transactions and you definitely need somebody helping you coordinate photography and coordinate getting the, you know, the whole marketing campaign launched and all of that. So at that point, you're definitely at a full-time person. And I would say probably at least one, if you don't already have one buyer's agent or showing assistant or somebody to take a lot of the time consuming stuff off of your plate as far as buyers go. So you're you know, you're at that point now where, again, 80% of your day, that's what I, I always try to get clients to understand is that your time is a commodity. Your time is an asset. And yeah. just like you would look at your financial situation and you'd say, hey, where do I invest my money to get the best return? You have to treat your time just like it were any other commodity. And you have to ask yourself, where do I invest my time to get the highest rate of return? So, time, so is a, time is an asset is what I hear you say. Time is an asset. It is. It's like gold. It's like cash. It's like anything else that you would invest because you can earn a certain ROI on an hour of your time. But that ROI depends on what you're doing with it. Right. So the more time you can spend in high productive activity, the better your ROI. Have you would you agree with this observation that I've made is that those really high achievers actually value their time almost even more so. I mean, I wouldn't even I take the word almost out of but they value their time more so than their money. Yeah. You know, in many cases, would you agree with that? Yep. hundred percent. Because again, if you've got the opportunity to spend, again, let's say you've got a full-time assistant and you're paying them, you know, 40,000 a year or whatever it is for, you know, doing a really good job for you. And and a lot of agents think, oh my gosh, 40,000. I I don't know that I can afford that. I don't know that I want to spend that. But then you break it down and you say, well, let's look at how many hours a week that that would save you. And if you invest that back in, I mean, you got a 10 to one rate of return on that. So Anytime you can spend money and get a great ROI, you need to do it. Yeah, and I look, I would break that down even further. It would be, it's not even 40,000, that's your risk. It's really 10,000 because if within yep. the first three months, they're not performing and, and yep. improving your business, then they're not the right fit. Would you agree that's with that? Right. Yep, 100%. Anybody you bring on needs to be on a test. You know what I mean? You're yeah. testing them right? a trial period. So sure. you've got to evaluate after 90 days. And if they're a good fit, great. You keep them, you may even give them a raise. And if they're just not working, they're not doing what you need them to do, then you move on for sure. All right. Thanks for running through those with us. So let's talk about some of the lessons that you've learned from your clients or in, and through your own journey and your career. I'm sure that you have seen, and I always use the word perceived when I say success, because that's a, you know, you're outside looking or inside looking out or whatever the case may be. But yeah. what would you say would be the common traits of somebody that you perceive to be successful in real estate sales? The common traits. Well, I would say one of them for sure is kind of what we just talked about. They have a clear understanding of the value of their time and, uh, and not just an understanding, but they act on it. You know what I'm saying? They design Mm -hmm. their day based on maximizing the use of their time. I think that's one of the most common things that I see. I guess the other, one of the other common traits would be that uh, they understand that this is still 
a sales business, that we are still salespeople. Yeah. And selling is not, you know, here's the problem. Most people have this dirty conception of selling where you're trying to create in someone a need that doesn't really exist. And then you try to fill it with a product or service that doesn't really deliver. And that's what everybody's afraid is going to happen. But when we understand that, hey, we do have something of value. Okay, in terms of our knowledge, our experience, our ability to help them with one of their most important events in their life. And there are people out there who genuinely need that help. So our job is to go find them and then show them how we will fit that need. But I think a lot of agents just shy away. They don't want to be identified as a salesperson. They don't want to label themselves that way. But I find that the top agents are okay with that. They embrace that and they, they use their powers for good. Let's put it that way, right? I love it. Use your yeah. power for good. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the other common trait, if you want to call it that, is that they are always learning. They're always looking to figure out what they don't know, right? Because as you get more successful, there's that tendency to sometimes feel like you've got it all figured out, right? And there's always a lot of somebodies that knows more than you know, or is doing more than you're doing, or, you know, open up your exposure, I guess. So I think that's another pretty common trait that I've noticed. Okay. So learning-based would be mm -hmm. one of the, the traits that you've seen in yeah. successful people. For sure. Yeah. Learning-based. And, and again, seeing the value of what they do and understanding that they almost have, it's almost a disservice if they don't utilize their time and their strengths to the potential that they have. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's almost a disservice to those people that need their help that are out there looking for a great agent, looking for a great person to guide them. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. What about pitfalls? What have you seen the most common traits of a, you know, of an agent that, I mean, as you know, and I know, and, you know, most everybody in the business knows that a lot mm -hmm. of people get into this business and do not succeed. So mm -hmm. what do you say, you know, stops them from their success? I think one of the common things that I see is unrealistic expectations, maybe, and mm -hmm. failed expectations. In other words, they think it's going to happen faster than it does really happen. And when it doesn't happen as fast as they think it should, they get discouraged and they don't know how to leverage themselves out of that, that state of discouragement or frustration. And so they just don't keep going. You know, they, they quit too soon. And 
I think a lot of times people, especially when the market's really good and, you know, we always see this, right? The market gets good. And then all of a sudden there's hundreds of thousands of new agents. You know, everybody's an agent because they all see the opportunity. And what they don't realize is that even though the market might be good, it's still a lot of work to go out and build a business, right? A little bit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they think it's going to be this easy, you know, oh, everybody's doing it, everybody makes money, and then it doesn't work out that way, and they give up. So I think for a lot of agents, that's it. When they hit the wall and they realize what it really takes to be successful in real estate, they decide, you know, I guess that's not really what I signed up for. Okay. Um, and, and I guess the other thing, too, is lack of direction, for sure. You know, I've said to clients for a long time that, you know, your passionate desire might see the sunrise, but if you're so busy sprinting west, you're never going to see it right? You're doing all this work. You're doing all this work, but you're going the wrong direction. And you never, no one ever told you that, Hey, no, you got to be doing this, you know? And what would that, what would a commonality be of what that doing this would be? Uh, you mean doing the wrong thing? Is that uh, what you or mean? rather doing the right thing. I mean, we talked about door knocking, belly to belly. We talked yeah. about contact sport, but you know, if you were sitting there saying somebody's, I guess it's like a mistaken movement for achievement is what yes. I'm understanding you saying. Yeah. What would the twist be where I'm moving, I'm doing activity, not achieving the results. What's the difference between that person and the person that is achieving results? Um, well, I think they understand how to utilize the task to actually get traction. So for example, somebody might spend four or five hours a day on social media but they're really not doing anything to utilize that tool to its potential to attract potential clients. They're just looking through Facebook and making comments and watching silly videos and you know maybe putting out the occasional post, but there's no game plan for how am I going to use social media to actually increase my brand and attract customers and whatever. Or take the door knocking, for example. They might go out and they might get in front of people, but they, they never ask any sort of relevant sales questions. They'll just say, hey, I'm so-and-so and and I just wanted to bring you a market update. And they don't do the next step or two that's needed to actually find out if that person has to buy or sell property. They're afraid to ask the question or they don't want to be pushy or whatever the case might be. So they do all this work and they make all this effort, but it never really gains the traction that it could if they just did that next thing or knew to take the next step. So I I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, absolutely. So what I hear is like door knocking, asking that next question. Yeah. Uh, Oh, by the way, what are your real estate related plans? Yeah, exactly. Or, or just going out and smiling and having a, you know, handing someone a, you know, the old joke in the old days used to be the, uh, the, the packet of seeds, right. Or the recipe, here's the recipe of the month. You know, just wanted to make sure you had the best recipe for cranberry bread. Well, what does that do to, you know, gain any traction in terms of identifying them as a potential seller or buyer? So there's a lot of that stuff that agents will feel like, oh my gosh, I put in such a busy day. It was such a long day. But, and so there's a lot of motion, but like you said, there's no real productivity. And doing a lot of other administrative tasks. You know, I, they will spend all day you know, running around helping stage a property or shoot their own photos or do all these things that really are the, should be the job of somebody else. Now, they may not have somebody else yet, but that doesn't mean it should take you all day. So they're very inefficient. They may spend a lot of hours, but they're doing things taking a lot longer than they need to take. Let's put it that way. They don't have that hunger, that drive to get this stuff done and get back to productive activity as quickly as they can. So, What would you describe as productive activities specifically? Well, well, um, probably the top four would be lead generation, which again is just figuring out who in your community needs to sell or buy a house or property, right? The second one would be lead follow-up, okay, because most people you meet, they're not ready to do it today. So you've got to nurture them, stay in touch with them for some length of time. The third thing would be uh, ultimately, of course, going on appointments, getting in front of people to try to present 
what you do. Negotiating contracts, I think, would be another super productive activity. And then the other part of that is spending time on yourself. On your, you know, that's all in your business, but there's a lot of value in spending time on your business. So that could be learning. It could be writing out your goals. It could be tweaking your business plan. There's a lot of things, right, that are still very valuable activities, but they don't, you know, it's not prospecting based. It's not follow-up. It's not going out and getting contract signed, but it's building up you. That's certainly a good place to invest your time. Thank you. I'd agree with those four, and I would add a fifth, which is, you sort of said it, which is scripts and role play, and you change that to education, which I agree with as well. It's just developing your craft and developing your skills. For sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, We are professionals, and the only way professionals get better is through practice, right? Absolutely. You already know, 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. And you can do so when you visit www therealestateevolution.com I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way and it's free you just have to pay for the shipping thanks do you have a mentor um I yes and no I don't have an active right now I'm kind of in between in a sense mentors I guess you could say for a long time you know I would have uh, said that Mike Ferry you know is an any still in a way is, but um, I don't have a set person, let's put it that way, every single week that I, that I talk with or engage with, but I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of just studying the industry, studying what's going on. So it's, one of the, it's funny you say that because it's one of the things that I've, I guess, kind of started thinking to myself that I, I almost feel like I need to find that next person, if you will, to be more of a true mentor, you know, in that sense. You mentioned that you do a lot of reading. What books would you suggest? Well, for me, part of what I see my goal being or my job is to help my clients make better decisions. So in a way, I almost see myself as much of a psychologist as I do a coach, because I've just realized the undeniable chain between our thought life and our results. And so part of the biggest challenge I see agents having is there's a break in that chain between their thinking and their actions or between their actions and their results. So so a lot of what I tend to read, for example, I'm reading a, a book called Switch, How to Change When Things Gets Tough. It's all about what goes into creating change. And if you've identified something that has to change, but you don't really know how, there's a process you can go through, right, to create change. I'm also reading Grit, right now, Angela Duckworth. And uh, again, it's just identifying what are those core traits and what what goes through the mind of somebody who is achieving a lot of great things and how can we replicate that? Because if we can learn how to replicate the thought process that somebody that's doing a lot has, then chances are that's going to lead to us being able to replicate their actions and then ultimately get to replicate their results. So I guess as a coach, I probably read some things that may be a little different from what I might suggest my clients read. What would you suggest for a client to read? One of the best books in the last few years was Fanatical Prospecting. That definitely, I mean, it just hits the nail on the head when it comes to this core activity in our business that you are a salesperson. You need to go find the people that need your help. So that was a great book. There's another one. Um, Frank Betchker wrote a book many years ago called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Real Estate. 
or in sales, excuse me. And that's just, that's just a great book, you know, that just kind of outlines the whole evolution and process of pulling yourself up and, and being able to move in a direction and accomplish great things. So those two come to mind for sure, but man, there's so many books, right? There's, you know, the E-Myth. I mean, Michael Gerber, those books were fantastic. And there's a great book by Rick Pitino, the basketball coach, uh, Success is a Choice. And man, that was such a great book when it came out and still is. So there's a lot of them. It's hard to nail them down. You know what I mean? It's like I could keep my clients busy all the time reading or I can say, okay, read a little bit and then go to work. Right. It's like learn, take action, <laughs> assess, yeah. adjust, repeat. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that you say Michael Gerber because I'm actually reviewing that book right now. It's in my book bag mm. over uh, on yeah. the shelf there. It's been a few years since I've read it. Yeah. And uh, I'm reading it again right now. So I'm enjoying yeah. that. Yeah, that's a, it's a great one. So James, I want to know a little bit more about you. What brings you joy in life? Uh, well, I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is my relationship with the Lord. I mean, for me, that's a big part of my life, my faith in, in the Lord. So I take a lot of joy in that. My wife, you know, is super supportive, incredible. She just does so much, you know what I mean? To help in terms of the kids, in terms of my business. And so I purposely set up my schedule every week to make sure I've got time carved out for, for us to spend together. The kids, you know, our kids, we have three incredible kids. They're all teenagers right now. So <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, joy that comes, a lot of uh, angst too that comes with that. It's sort of the mixed bag you get with uh, teenagers, but but they're good kids. So that is definitely another source of joy for my wife and I, for sure. My, and my business, you know, my, my business. business too. I would, I really truly love what I do. I love being able to take what someone's bringing to the table and give them some guidance, give them some direction, give them some accountability and say, look, if you just go do what I'm talking about and come back and let's talk about what happened, we can keep you on the path to where you want to go. James, what are you afraid of? What do you fear? I, it's funny. I don't really find myself living in a state of fear. I think one of the things I guess that I kind of fear is, and most of our fear comes from our lack of being able to control, right? Whatever. If we are confronted with a situation where we feel like we don't have a lot of experience or a lot of control, that generates fear. So for me, I think quite honestly, the potential direction of the industry for agents, I mean, I just see so many things changing about the way that we go out and perceive, create value, the perception of value that real estate brings to the table. I just wonder sometimes where the industry will be 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, as far as our agents still going to be able to go out and do the same thing and earn the same commission and build. The, I mean, this has been such an incredible industry. I mean, where else can you go and have the ability to build your own business with very, very little startup and earn the kind of income that you can earn in real estate? I've said for years, having a real estate license is a lot like having a winning lottery ticket. You just need to choose to cash it in, right? If you just leave it at home in your drawer you're not going to get very far. So I don't know where the industry is really going. I mean, it's everybody can speculate. We can see things happening with Zillow's and Redfin's and all these companies and the internet. And so I guess if I had to say, what do I fear? It would be just wondering if real estate as we see it today is going to be at all the same 10, 15, 20 years from now. And I don't know, everything changes, I guess, but, uh, that's just what comes to mind when you ask that question. My full belief, James, is that there's opportunity within that change. Yeah. And if we can be mindful of the understanding that we are in a revolution right now in regards to the way that the world is changing. It is, uh, yeah. It's not just artificial <laughs> intelligence. It's not just technology. It's the way the technology is being utilized. It's the way yes. that the technology and the information is cross-pollinating. Yep, 
for sure. Yeah. And you're right. There's always opportunity. You just need to just need to figure out what it is and try to be involved in it and find a way to use that opportunity to continue helping other people and providing for your family and everything else. So if you knew that absolutely you could not fail, what would you do? If I knew that I couldn't fail, <laughs> I think for me, I would probably, I've always loved helicopters. I've always loved the idea of flying, getting my license to fly helicopters. So for me, I think that would be, that's definitely on the bucket list. And I think just to be able to, to do that and experience the world from up above like that and, and kind of zoom in and zoom out. And I, I don't know, that just, that's just such a, an interesting, thrilling vision that I have, I guess I could say. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah well, James, thank you for, for sharing your wisdom today with us and for really having this conversation with me. If if I'm a real estate agent mm -hmm. and I wanted to get in touch with you, learn more about <laughs> how you may be able to help me, how could I connect with you? Well, that's a great question. And I appreciate you asking that seriously. Facebook is probably one of the easiest ways. Just go to Facebook, type in my name, that little sign right here will pop up and you'll know you're on my business page. So you, you can message me. You can follow me there. I have a website, coachjameshotelling.com. You can go uh, check it out. There's you know some videos. There's some free materials you can download. You can connect with me that way. So yeah, I mean, if, if somebody is thinking along those lines, I welcome the chance to talk to them and find out where they're at, find out where they want to go and see if we can help build them a plan to get there. And who specifically would be an ideal client for you? I think an ideal client is somebody who has accepted the fact that they're not where they want to be and they're willing to do the work necessary to get there. Uh, and that could, so that could be a brand new agent or it could be one of those 50 to 70 deal a year agents who just wants to go further and they're willing to make some changes. They're willing to think outside the box. They're willing to do the work to get there. That's because coaching isn't a magic pill. And I think a lot of times people sign up for it thinking that, oh, I've got a coach now. So, you know, automatically my business is just going to blossom and skyrocket and the real estate fairy is going to sprinkle the dust on me, but you need to be prepared to work. And so that's the ideal client. Cool, man. Thanks again for joining us. You bet. And I look forward to continuing our relationship and Absolutely. see how we can help each other. And, and yep. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the CPI Community. Apply for a membership at the CPI Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. What's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here. I'm really excited to be interviewing Sir Dan Rochon. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams. Dan is fantastic. He's a go-giver. He helps other real estate agents level up their business, level up their life. Dan's a very successful realtor as well as author. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity. are still listening it is because you align with the cpi community that means that you love to learn you are ambitious qualified smart and professional mostly you understand that you're in charge to design your life if you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted i invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com which is the official website of the cpi community there You'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs.
The content is free and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters, just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington, D.C. area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.